0: Hello, and welcome to the Empowerment Project Podcast with me, your host, Katrina Sabrin. A few years ago, I found myself in a really dark and negative place, having no clue what my purpose or identity was outside of being a mum. I was unemployed, depressed, lacked confidence, and had no self-esteem, and had no clear path for my future. The world of mindset and manifestation came along when I needed it the most, and my life did a complete 360. I manifested my dream house, marriage, and discovered my purpose and calling, and live a life I truly love. Now I make it my mission to share my teachings and experiences to empower you to have your very own transformation. From this podcast, you can expect simple strategies, practices, and tools that will give you the confidence, belief, and mindset to create the life of your dreams. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowerment Project podcast. Today, we are on episode 25, and the title of this podcast is Embracing the Define Feminine. So this is a topic I'm so excited to speak about. I've seen this topic being spoken about quite a lot on the on, in the online space, and I just want to give you my take on it and how this particular topic has affected my life. But before we dive in, I've got something really exciting to share. I am absolutely buzzing to share this with you. So I've basically created a workbook because I become aware that we are in October. We literally have two months until 2024. And it made me think, i done a reflection the other day where I literally, I like to do this quite often actually, because it shows me how far I've come. And also it allows me to see how on track I am. Uh, with regards to the intentions that I set at the beginning of the year. So if you're thinking, right, at the beginning of the year, I was really excited and I set the intention to do X, Y, and Z, but now you're looking at yourself and you're thinking, Gosh, we are literally two months away from 2024. And I just feel like those dreams and those intentions are a distant memory. Then listen, I've got you. I've got you. I've created an exclusive workbook called The Mindset Makeover. And this workbook is basically going to be your key to success. Okay. It's going to delve into mindset transformation. And I'm going to give you, well, I have given you the five key elements that are going to transform your life okay so these are real actionable steps they're not difficult they're not difficult they're very practical they incorporate um coaching methods they incorporate mindset shifts they incorporate um obviously the law of attraction because uh, you know i love a bit of woo but these elements if you follow these steps they will literally have you achieving those goals and those intentions that you set out to achieve at the beginning of the year, okay? They are going to guide you to actually achieve them. And you know what? Best of all, it's just seven pounds. Seven quid. Like, I went to my local Tesco yesterday and spent, close to seven pounds, I actually spent six pound forty-five. Did those things bring tremendous amount of value to my life? Of course they didn't. Are they now gone? Yes, they have. (laughs) Okay. This seven pound could basically transform your life. They could have you achieving or set you on the path to achieving the things, because I'm not going to put a limit on the things that you can achieve. Okay. I'm not going to put a limit on your dreams. Your dreams could be as big or, or as small as you want them to be, but they will actually give you the tangible steps in order to take, to achieve them. Okay. So I will pop the link to this workbook in the show notes. Grab it now. I can't guarantee how long it's gonna be £7 for because you know there's so I've put so much value into this. And when I showed my friends, they were like, Kat, you need to like put this out for a lot more money. But I wanted to make it accessible for everybody. So grab it while you can, whilst it's still seven pounds. Like I said, the link will be in the show notes. Grab your workbook now and start taking action on those dreams, okay? So back to today's episode. So like I said, we've got a really special topic to explore. Um, we are going to be delving into the essence of the divine feminine energy. So we're going to cover divine and masculine energies. We're going to explore their characteristics and the importance of finding a harmonious balance between them both. And this is actually something that when I've reflected on, I feel like I've personally quite like struggled with um, getting that balance in both my personal and professional life. We're going to cover what divine feminine energy is and what it means, why it's important and how it impacts our lives. I'm going to be sharing with you how to harness the divine feminine within your own lives. And if like me, you found yourself out of balance, how to get that balance back on track. I'm going to add a caveat here by saying that when I refer to the masculine and feminine energies, I'm not referring to a specific sex or gender. Regardless of our gender, we all carry both the feminine and masculine energies within us. So the concept of the divine feminine and masculine energies basically represents an ancient understanding of balance and harmony. So think day and night, light and dark, summer and winter, yin and yang. One cannot exist without the other. So we're going to start with the divine feminine, okay? So the divine feminine energy represents a powerful force that resides within us all. It is a source of wisdom, intuition, compassion, and love that has the potential to transform our lives. It is an energy that is crucial in our journey of self-discovery and empowerment. When we embrace the feminine energy, we can tap into great strength and wisdom. So when you think of feminine energy, I want you to think about being guided by your intuition being led by your emotions and your feelings, heart-centred, being rather than doing, trusting yourself, nurturing, creativity, sensitivity, connecting with our inner being and embracing all aspects of who we are. So now let's look at the masculine energy. So masculine energy represents taking action, doing rather than being, logical thinking, the hustle and grind, having control, it refers to the mind rather than the heart, harnessing discipline, physical and emotional uh, strength, being resilient, being assertive, rational decision making, being quite solution focused, being very structured in how you run your day and your business, setting goals and taking the steps to achieve them, safety, security and protection, independence and self-sufficiency. Now, you may look at these characteristics and traits and find that you can identify more with either the feminine or the masculine energy. For me personally, I can definitely identify with having more masculine energy traits as opposed to the feminine. I've definitely realized that embracing my feminine energy is something that I have had to and still am, I'm still trying to embrace more in my own life. I've definitely struggled with being too masculine in my energy, to be honest. I think a lot of women in this day and age do, because we're trying to do it all, we're trying to be everything, we're trying to, like, yeah, we're basically trying to have it all. So my old career was very corporate, I used to work in recruitment, I actually managed an agency, and then after I had Olivia, I moved across into law. So I was studying law, while working as a legal secretary, and then I progressed on to an office manager within a law firm. So very, very corporate. My working career... Was always very dominated by masculine energy. I feel like the corporate business industries are determined by very masculine energy. So my focus was always on climbing the corporate ladder, grinding, working hard and working long hours, often missing my lunch breaks, staying for hours after my contracted hours had ended. It was basically just the culture. Like if you dared to kind of like walk, like leave the office at five o'clock you would have been looked at like you just committed the worst crime in the world so KPI results and sales figures was how I basically determined and judged my worth and my value I then become a single mum when I was pregnant with my daughter Olivia and I found myself stepping even more into my masculine energy at the time Thinking about it, really, I, that should have been a time when I should have been stepping more into my feminine kind of like energy of like, I was just about to become a mum. So if you're a single mum or if you've been a single parent, maybe you can relate to what I'm about to say. So I found myself really fixating on being the protector of my child and having to step up and really take on both gender roles within my home. Being a working mum, I really had to focus on ensuring our days were quite structured so things would run smoothly, whilst ensuring that the house was basically running as efficiently as I, as, I could, as I could make it. I become very independent very quickly and had to take on responsibilities that I hadn't been used to, like house maintenance, dealing with finances, a lot of the, and I'm going to be very stereotypical here, the blue jobs, okay, within the home. At the time, I remember having this reoccurring nightmare and obviously like this nightmare that I had was awful. I'd wake up and I would just feel so, so upset. So I'd wake up with, this was within my dream. I'd go downstairs and there would be this strange man sitting on my sofa. So basically I used to live in a two up, two down and mine and Olivia's bedroom was upstairs. And then you'd go downstairs and you'd have like the, um, like a little kitchen, a little toilet, and then the main living and dining area was quite open plan. And as you come down the stairs, like the sofa was sitting there, and this man would be sitting there. And I would in my dream, go upstairs, grab Olivia, run into the bathroom, lock the door, open the window and try to scream for help. But nothing would come out. It it, it was like I was frozen. And Reflecting back, I really feel like at the time, it kind of like dawned on me that I had this great responsibility of being like the main protector for not only my child, but also my home too. When I met my now husband, Luke, he met me as someone who really prided themselves on being this strong, (laughs) although deep down, I don't think I was as strong as I kind of made out, but being this strong, independent woman who didn't actually need a man. Yeah, I I was that woman. I'll be completely honest with you, I found it really hard to release that masculine energy that I'd been so used to. So I'd gone from literally controlling everything from the finances, the running of the home, being the sole decision maker for myself and my child, to now having to release some of that control and hand it over to my now husband. And I'm not going to lie, I found that really, really difficult. It was something that had to be done very slowly and over quite a long period of time. Now I've done some contemplation over this and I'm always looking into understanding myself better and many things have happened in my life, like after I've kind of like reflected, that have felt completely out of my control. So releasing control is something that I have and I do find quite challenging. So obviously like my ex leaving, um, I had a memory of being like evicted from our home at quite a young age and all of that felt quite scary and like out of my control. Having to grow up quite quickly as the eldest of six children are the things that stand out for me. Like I left home at really young age. I think I was like 18. Um yeah, about eight, about 18 years old when I left home. And God, I think Olivia's gonna be that in what, seven years. And I couldn't even fathom, <laughs> can't even fathom her leaving the house. So like I said, it's definitely taken time I've had to really fully embrace that trust within my husband to step into the role as being like the provider, the protector and placing some of that control firmly into his hands in order in order to feel safe to be able to actually step into more of my feminine energy. I really do feel like this is something that many women like really struggle with. A lot of women are trying to do it all. And as a result, they find themselves stuck in very masculine energy. So maybe you didn't have a feminine role model. It could be that you had men in your life who let you down, such as an absent father, or a partner that you have had, um, like a partner that's let you down in life. Or maybe you've experienced trauma that caused you to become very protective and unable to be vulnerable. If you're someone who can recognize that you are out of balance and that you would like to regain some more equilibrium and harmony within your own life by embracing more of your feminine energy, then I'm going to share three ways in which you can do this. So how can we embrace the divine feminine energy? Number one, trust yourself and be guided by your intuition. Learn to trust yourself more without the need for external validation. I'm going to repeat that. Learn to trust yourself more without the need for external validation. So being able to tap into your inner compass and be guided intuitively as to what is right for you is so empowering. We often give away our power and place it into the hands of others by constantly seeking external validation because we just don't trust ourselves or our own judgment. When you think about it, it's no surprise that we don't know how to trust ourselves and that we're constantly seeking validation from other sources outside of ourselves. As young children, we're thrown into the school system that is very structured, and we're taught to look to our elders for permission and to show us the way. We are taught to ask for guidance from a grown-up around pretty much anything and everything. Then once we become adults, that doesn't really stop. We seek advice and guidance from our peers and our friends about what we should wear or how we should style our hair, their opinions on our new love interest or whether or not we should go for that job. Often we take the word of a GP over our own knowing about our own bodies, like... Again, this is something that I've really struggled with at various points within my life. Needing approval from others before I gave myself permission to move forward. To move forward, like that is something that I've really struggled with. So, if this is something that you struggle with, I want you to ask yourself: When have you actually stopped? No, when you've actually stopped and listened to your own intuition, has it ever failed you? So, when you've literally tuned into your inner wisdom and knowledge and intuition has that ever fouled you? Maybe you've had a nagging feeling that something was wrong with your child. And despite the reassurance from the GP that everything was okay, you ended up taking your child to A&E anyway, based on that gut feeling that you had. And it turned out they've been quite ill. This is a true, true story, by the way, and this has actually happened to me multiple times with my children. Like a, mother, a mother's instinct is never, ever wrong. Maybe you had that feeling an ex, ex-partner wasn't being honest, despite them insisting that they were, and then later fa- later you found out that they they've been cheating or lying to you. Again, another true story. Trust your intuition more, and don't be afraid to actually trust yourself. Remember, no one knows you or what's best for you better than you do. If you've got a feeling deep down, even if you can't explain it, don't ignore your gut, and never underestimate The power of a woman's intuition. Step number two, cyclical living. Cyclical living is another way to really leverage your feminine energy. As a woman, tracking my cycles and adjusting my life to work with my cycles has been a game changer. So at the beginning of the year, I read a book that I highly, highly recommend. It was called Do Less by Kate Northrup. And basically, explained about cyclical living, which is basically living with the natural cycles of the seasons, the moon cycle, your menstruation cycle, and how living cyclically is so much better for you in terms of your mental and physical health, your energy, your happiness, and your productivity. For me, Tracking my periods has been the biggest game changer. Like I can't even tell you. It's basically taken me 40 years of my life to fully understand my periods, what the fluctuations of my hormones actually mean and how they affected me and how I've become so much more aware of myself as a result. So the book explains how women have... Well, the average woman has a 28-day cycle. Yours might be slightly longer, it might be slightly shorter. But basically, it's broken down into four different phases. The follicular, the ovulation, the luteal, and the menstruation phases. And basically, the premise behind cyclical living is that you adapt how you live according to each phase. So understanding that, as a woman, I wasn't going to have the same energy and the same, same state of emotions throughout the month actually allowed me to not only give myself grace and compassion, but also made, uh, allowed me to make allowances and changes to enable me to work in a more productive way. A way that felt better physically, mentally and emotionally. Tuning into the natural rhythms of life really allows me to have a better connection to myself. So let me explain about the phases and how to adapt them in your own lives. And what i do so in the follicular phase which is the phase after your period has ended you're going to start to feel slightly more energized so this is a great time for planning and brainstorming and it's a time for fresh new beginnings but be mindful not to overdo it during this phase the next phase is ovulation so during this phase you are going to feel amazing. This is where you can go hard on those workouts or launch a new business. You're going to be glowing and your feminine goddess energy will be magnetic. This is a great time to really put yourself out there. It's a time for collaboration, creativity and being very, very sociable. You're going to feel really attractive and sexy. And don't forget, this is a time where you are most fertile, okay? So after that comes the luteal phase. So work-wise, this is a time for you to focus and wrap up product projects. During this time, you may experience some PMS symptoms. You'll start to redirect your energy inwards. Okay, it's a time you're going to become more in 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 within to yourself. This is a time where you may want to reduce your stress stress levels and privatise your sleep. This isn't a time for intense workouts or lifting heavy weights. Yoga may actually be a better option for you. And then the final phase is menstruation. So this should be a period of rest, reflex, uh, reflection and evaluation. Allow yourself compassion and find a healthy way of releasing any pent-up emotions that you may have. This is not a time to plan a big night out. So clear your diary of any big sociable commitments that you may not actually feel up to. This phase is definitely a time to be more introspective. If you don't already, you can start tracking your periods and your cycles. There's many free apps out there. However, I definitely recommend the Stardust app. Like it is amazing. I absolutely love it. Step number three, Integrate more self care and self love into your life. So, I've spoken about the importance of self care and self love, and I've actually dedicated two separate podcast episodes to the subject. So, I'm not going to go into a lot of depth into these subjects right now but choosing to love yourself despite your insecurities despite the perceived imperfections and honoring your true self without the need to be something that you're not is so empowering. Staying firm and honoring the boundaries that you've not only set for yourself but also the boundaries that you have for others is also an important part of stepping into and harnessing your divine feminine energy. Again I've done a podcast on boundaries which is I found really interesting it, it explains the different boundary types um, and how to implement and honor them especially if you're like a people pleaser or you have guilt around setting boundaries and staying firm with them again if you haven't already you can go back and listen to those episodes after this episode so i know that i've said that these energies are not gender specific however if you have, if you are a woman celebrate being a woman, like embrace your sensuality, harness your feminine, your femininity by dressing up in clothes that make you feel your best and that accentuate like your womanly womanly features. Taking the time to use beautiful scents and lotions that make your skin feel soft and amazing. Light up, light your favorite candle, use a massage oil that feels beautiful in your skin. Arrange to spend time with empowering female friends. Laugh, dance, and enjoy their company. Women together are so powerful, okay? Celebrate being a woman. And now we're gonna talk about balancing the energies. So harmony lies in embracing and balancing both the divine feminine and the masculine energy recognize that when you are operating from a place of being too much in your masculine energy and needing to step more into your feminine could be something that you like recognize within yourself or maybe you're wanting to start a business but you know deep down in order for it to be more successful you need to do more and step in more into your masculine in order to get that stuff up and running that you actually need to take more action okay it's knowing when to apply the different energies for different things. Remember it's all about finding that balance which is going to lead to a more fulfilling and happier life. So I really hope that you've found this topic as interesting as I have. As always I would love to know your thoughts, reach out to me on my socials um, and I really hope that you enjoy the rest of your week. Sending you lots of love, love and light as always guys and I will speak to you next week. Take care now, bye bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. I really appreciate and value your time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share and leave a star rating. It would really mean so much to me. And also help the pod to reach more people. If you want to get more content from me, pop along to my free Facebook community group, The Empowerment Project, where you can expect everything mindset, manifestation, and personal development. The link is in the show notes.